Hey warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, good morning. Welcome back to another episode today. I just want to dive right into this juicy conversation. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about men, sex, money, (laughs) intimacy, desire, desires of the heart. And it's going to be a wild, open conversation, a lot of raw sharing from my own life. And I think that this, this topic hit me hard yesterday as I was walking through the airport coming back from um, Steamboat Springs where I was hosting an event for some of my clients. Last week we were hosting an energy mastery weekend and just really tapping into you know, joy and feeling fully alive in every single cell and fiber of your being. We were tapping into this idea of being able to not only observe energy, <clears throat> the atmosphere around us, what's really going on, but being able to play with it and move it and engage with it differently. And so much of our experience at that event was about embodiment, really feeling, feeling everything, opening our bodies up, choosing what we experience, how we want to experience it, and really recognizing that at any moment, at any given time, we get to we get to choose the standard for how we get to experience things. We can course correct. We can select and opt into something new. We do not have to keep going uh, through the motions, being swept away in this current of mediocrity, of numbing, numbed out, stressed out, neutered, domesticated life that most people are are living out there um i call it you know numbed out deaf blind mute desensitized internally and externally with a huge void inside so you know i want to start off with this this quote and i want you to tune into this a life worth living a life truly worth living a juicy life you know is a life measured is measured by the things we can't possibly even begin to measure. I'm gonna say that again. A life worth living, a juicy, full, deep, rich, meaningful life that is like a full on hell yes, is measured by the very things we cannot possibly begin to measure. Just really tune into that. You know, whew, it, I, I, I stopped in my tracks yesterday as as this hit me and I was like, isn't that the truth? And yet so much of the programming of our world teaches us, tells us, programs us that we have to measure everything 10 ways till Sundays, <laughs> right? Like we have to measure every single element in our business and we buy these BS rules, these rules, these 
bullshit ideas that, you know, again, they have a time and place, but you know, you can't change what you can't measure. Well, I disagree with that, right? Um, if you're not first, you're last, right? You gotta measure this, you gotta measure that. Everything is rated, the value of things, the worth of things, the success of people, companies, everything is measured all, all the time. Everything around us, we're measuring, measuring, measuring. And I think that this is why we're really in a, in a state, an epidemic where everyone, the majority of people, not everyone, is feeling like they just do not, cannot possibly measure up, live up to the expectations of themselves, of others, of our partners, of society, all of it, right? Which is like constantly, most people are walking around feeling like an epic failure or like they're running out of time stuck in this, you know, comparison. So I want to just jump right in and I want to talk about the men, the sex, the wealth, the money, you know, performance, all of these things that we measure. And I just want to share some things about my own life, you know, because like there was a time where I really bought into this idea. It was my programming, my operating system. It was just how I rolled where I measured everything. And I measured men in my life, right? How often, how easy do they come in, right? Like I measured the men in my life up against each other, right? The one that was in my future that I was like, oh, my next one is gonna be this. I measured them according to the past. I was constantly comparing them to each other or to other men, right? Measuring them up. You know, and not just subtly, like I was pretty blatant about this and letting them know where they were falling short. I was measuring their actions, their words. It was like I had a scoreboard. And again, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be candid and honest and real and say like, I'm saying this from a place of radical humility. I'm like, part of me is ultimately embarrassed and part of me just wants to reach back and give everyone in my past a huge hug and be like, yo, I love you all. <laughs> like we were doing the best we could with what we knew and had at the time. But my heart bleeds in many ways, thinking about how I put these men up against each other in my own mind, in my heart, against themselves constantly, you know, putting them on a scoreboard. Did he say enough? Did he say the right things? Well, he said that. And I heard that other one say this, is he doing enough? Observing, but really like, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but I was just like a hawk on their actions. You know, every single thing that they did or that they said was like on a scoreboard, plus one, minus two, plus three, minus 10, you know? And it was like, no matter what they did, it was never enough. No matter what they said, it was never enough. No matter how much love, how many words, how many flowers, it was never enough. And of course we know where this comes from because the outer world is always a reflection of our inner world, our inner state. And of course this came from the fact that I was constantly measuring myself against everyone else, you know, myself against other women myself against other coaches, other athletes, other parents. Am I doing enough? Am I enough of this, right? And this idea of enough is in itself, like it implies like enough of what, <laughs> right? What are we actually using as the measuring stick? In order there to be enough, there has to be a measuring stick instead of saying like, wow, we're just overflowing, all adding more than enough and not enough. And it's just like this perfect 
harmonious, you know, balance that's taking place, interaction. So I think about these men, you know, did they want me? Did they love me? Do they appreciate me enough? Let me count the ways I was the queen of comparison and transactional relationships. And, you know, if you would have asked me back then, of course, I would have not seen this. I would have denied it up and down and inside out. But often we can't see what we're doing, how we're living when we're in it. And then when we do have the ability to see and our eyes are open to it, it is incredibly painful because now we know, okay, now I'm just opting in to this transactional measuring relationship. And so the result, my loves, is I just felt alone. I felt so alone. I remember like literally laying there in bed, you know, in the same bed with another body, feeling like there was a canyon between us, driving in the car, looking out the window the opposite direction, just tears welling up in my eyes, wondering what am I doing wrong? Like what is happening here? I, I felt alone even though I was never physically alone. I was a, uh, I was a serial monogamist, you know, I would just like jump from one to the next to the next. I was never physically alone, but emotionally so isolated and like I felt desolate, you know? Um, and the result was I felt unappreciated. I felt unappreciated, disrespected, unsupported. And again, no man was ever gonna live up live up to my expectations. And this has been a deep, deep journey of and body of work for me is really tuning into like, what are all of these expectations, <laughs> unrealistic demands, which is what they are, that I place on myself that are actually not congruent, not in integrity, not in alignment with what I even really want at the core of my heart. I was measuring, listen, I was measuring all the wrong things as indicators of success you know, in these men, I wasn't measuring, you know, I was, I was measuring and chasing all the wrong things. So I think like, again, the great paradox is that a love worth loving, a love worth living is measured by all the things you can't measure in traditional ways. How many gifts they give you, how many words they say, you know, it's, it's like an energetic exchange. It's a knowing and of course there are actions and of course there are words that are evidence of the deep connection, but we, we really distort, um, distort the very thing that we desire to experience. And so we have these relationships. I had relationships with men that, you know, never lived up to the expectations. So they always felt like they weren't worth putting myself all into, right? So I was like, well, I'm not going all in. I would hold back. I would hold back parts of myself. And that that kind of brings me into the next thing that I wanted to dive into is really how we measure sex and intimacy, intimacy in our society. So much of the time we are measuring it by sex, right? So when I talk about this, and again, like I remember this conversation vividly with my my husband, my first husband, with my ex. After that, you know, I had long-term relationships with the men I talked to, the conversations. What is the question you hear all the time? I mean, like how many times a week do you guys have sex? How often are you having sex? How often? We we measure sex a lot of time by the frequency or the number <laughs> of times that we're doing it, like that we're getting together. And somehow, as somehow that is a measure of intimacy. Like what are we even measuring? Are we just measuring how many times we just like go into this act just 
for what? For what purpose? What is that supposedly meaning to us? The reality is that I think what we're at a soul level, at a heart level, we're, we're trying to access what our core desire is the desire for intimacy. But again, we have a distorted program and a distorted view of how we measure intimacy. I mean, how can you even begin to measure intimacy and connection and depth and richness, right? And so again, another, you know, distorted program is look at how many times, how much, how many times, right? Tune into the similarities here. Instead of really tuning in, I would invite us to tune in to really consider, am I, is it about the sex or is it about the depth of intimacy and connection? What is it really about? What am I really desiring to experience fully right now? If it's intimacy and not just superficial, you know, <laughs> going at it just for the sake of getting a release or feeling, you know, superficially worthy or wanted or desired for the moment. But if it's true intimacy and connection that we desire, you know, we can begin to tune into how deeply connected do I feel to this man or woman right now? How, how deep and how open am I right now to him or to her? How open or how closed am I, right? That is a huge indicator right now for me. Again, not something I'm measuring, but I'm tuning in to acknowledge, to own, to recognize how open am I right now to receive him, to allow him in to all of me? Or how closed am I? Do I feel myself shutting down, closed off, hardened right now because there's all this other stuff going on? Maybe I feel unsafe. I feel unseen. I'm out of balance. I've been, you know, I'm going to address that word balance in a second. Like I'm off kilter, right? Out of alignment. Something is not in integrity. Or there's some things that get to be cleaned up between us. There's some resistance, unsaid things that have been building up, right? Maybe it's a little bit of bitterness or resentment or misunderstanding. And we get to sweep that out of the way so that I can be open. So my loves, I'm sharing this because, you know, many, many people out there are still measuring their value, their worth, their life on these superficial things like women and sex and men and, and sex, instead of really tuning into what is the real, real desire deep in the core of their heart, are we, is it time to stop measuring these things that, you know, never satisfy, keep us chronically disconnected, feeling like losers, playing from behind, contracted, and really begin to tune in to deeper, richer experiences. So I want to give some practical things, but before I do that, I, I talked about men, I talked about sex, I want to talk about money. Another thing that I had been, I mean, like, we're told everywhere, like, you got to micromanage sometimes, right? Micromanage your finances, even whether it's a business, whether it's your money, you know, it's like, you got to be like a hawk seeing every single thing that's flowing in, flowing out metrics in the business. I remember being just inundated and swamped overwhelmed and exhausted by all of the freaking spreadsheets that I had going at one time in my business, which my well-meaning 
uh, business coaches and masterminds had told me were so essential to the growth and success of my business that I needed to measure everything in my business and track every single thing, track every employee. Like I had every single client on a measuring stick. We had every single employee on a measuring tool. We were rating everything in the business, you know, not only just rating people themselves, but then giving all of these numbers to everything else. And I don't know if it's because I'm a woman. I don't know if it's just the way I'm built. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I can tell you that when I started measuring every single thing in my business like that, man, uh, what I really desired was to experience prosperity, growth, abundance, wealth circulation, right? I wanted to feel this beautiful exchange of energy and value that is, you know, money kind of represents in our culture. But when I shifted my focus and I became relentless about focusing on measuring all the wrong things, it was like the flow of abundance just dried up in my life. Everything became extremely hard. I, my business, I would wake up anxious, stressed out because I was always thinking about the numbers, living in the gap between where we were and where we should be, or comparing myself to where we were relative to someone else. So I had this like, it was either like, we're crushing it, we're killing the competition, or we're losers. We're, you know, second place is first loser. You know, and it just put us in this state, put myself in a state where I felt contracted, stressed out, burnt out, you know, all of this pressure all of the time in the pressure cooker. And it created an atmosphere in my teams <laughs> where nothing was ever good enough. We never were where we really needed to be. And yeah, we celebrated and we had parties and we did client recognition and staff appreciation and recognition. And I did all that leadership stuff that they tell you to do. But let's be honest, how many leaders out there, how many of you are doing that stuff because it's what someone told you you should do or in order to keep your staff, in order to keep your clients? It's like we're doing it from a place of, you know, obligation, shooting on ourselves, trying to manipulate an outcome a lot of times. And I know some people are going to disagree and that's fine. And again, if you would have asked me back then, that I would have said, no, that is not my intention. I love my staff. I did love my staff. I loved my clients. Yes, but, and my focus was on the wrong thing. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because again, I was measuring money, percentages, churn, you know, how much was coming in, how fast, how often. Do you see the theme? How much, how fast, how often, how far ahead, how far behind. I was focused on all the wrong things, not according to the world program or the business programs and the masterminds and all of these very um, well-known, I'm not gonna mention any names, well-known programs, you know, that are out there, business programs, growth programs, the, the most famous books. Like I was following all of their systems and I felt like shit. I felt like shit. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was in contraction and everything was work. I was getting results, but it was taking so much of my energy and my effort to keep everything alive. And I want to just mention one last thing here is measuring performance, right? So I, I want to go back to that. Actually, I'm not, that thought is not complete for me. <clears throat> Something massive shifted in my life when I began to release 
literally delete, 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 no longer measure all of that crap that everyone else was telling me to measure, no longer focusing on all of the things that I was told to focus on. And I began to tune in to what I actually wanted to experience more of, which was true, true prosperity like true abundance, the state of being more than enough, having more than enough at all times, of really being connected to all of the resources at all of the time in the perfect time in the perfect order, really removing myself from any energy of lack, programming of not enough. And I really wanted to tune in and experience this life of prosperity and abundance and wealth circulation that I had heard about and thought about and dreamt about. And I'm telling you, it's where I live today. And doesn't mean that there's not work to do, but everything shifted and opened up. And all of a sudden, I just saw like so much more pour into my life, the more amazing clients, a team that was really in alignment to support me, a new, completely new business structure of how I run my business, how I hire, what type of people support me, the the flow of my schedule, the flow of how I create and put things out in the world, you know, how money works for me instead of me working for money. Like everything has totally done a 180 degree shift because I'm using completely new principles now to to run my life and it all starts with how do I want to experience it what is the standard what do I get to really tune into and what am I actually measuring I measure very little these days I'm going to talk about what I measure in a minute you know so yeah I measured men I measured sex I measured money I measured numbers I had metrics for everything performance metrics for my athletics you know I was my my athleticism my strength was measured by how many medals my run times my bike times my split times how many races I got first you know like how many races I did in a year and I remember just again being so fragile that when I tore all the ligaments in my right ankle and I you know, couldn't run for over a year, just like feeling so desperate, like trying to keep up with this idea of it being an athlete that I'd created, like I was lost, you know? And then when I hurt my low back, water skiing broke my low back, which created a bunch of neck problems. Now I couldn't run at all and or jitter up and down. I had to really shift the way I learned to move my body, work with my body. And I had to go through this massive, um, growth process of redefining, you know, who I was, redefining my relationship with my body, the purpose for my body, which is really to just move life force, to be a vessel, to bring more life into this world. You know, I wanted to feel amazing in my body instead of punishing my body all the time. And um, again, a lot of these things are not things that I knew back then consciously. I would have told you, yeah, I'm here. I love my body. But, you know, I know what contraction felt like and being in lack felt like at 15% body fat. And I know what it felt like at 30% at, you know, having $30,000 a year of, of, of salary and multiple six figures a year of salary. Like I know that feeling of having not enough, not measuring up, being in lack, being in scarcity. It doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. It is an inner state. So 
again, I, I just want you to pause for a minute, take a breath and ask yourself, you know, have you been trained to measure everything? If you're listening to this podcast, the answer is yes. You know, we're trained, programmed to measure everything, right? That's what successful people do. They measure, measure, measure. What are you measuring still in your life that's not working for you? What are you measuring in your relationships? How do you define whether a relationship is congruent in integrity, life-giving, nurturing, adding to not only your life, but the life of others? How do you measure, you know, abundance and prosperity in your life? You know, is it by how much money is in your bank account or how much is just moving through you and around you? And again, giving back and multiplying not only yourself, but everyone around you. And you're tuned into that, not just know it in your head, but your body knows it. Your spirit knows it. How are you measuring intimacy? Um, your parenting, your relationship with your kids, the amount of adventure in your life. Like, how do you possibly measure love, adventure? purpose, freedom. See, I'm going to say that again, a life worth living is measured by all of the things we cannot possibly measure in traditional ways. So because this is who I am, this is what I stand for. I hit a point a few years back where I decided to say, fuck it, fuck it energy. I'm not measuring anything anymore that doesn't add life, that doesn't make me feel expansive. I'm going to release the need to measure every single thing in my business, in my wealth, like everything. And I'm just going to begin to really tune in and create a life of flow, a create a life that is, you know, really deeply in service to the spirit and really tuned into the desires deep in my heart not the desires of the world, the desires of my mind. And I want you to just pause for a second because this is a very practical step. If you're wondering, where do I start, Christine? Like, where do I start? I, one of the first bodies of work I do with my clients is really getting them to tune in to what have been the desires of your mind, of your head. What has your head been telling you? you want, you need, you've got to have, you've got to have it now, you've got to have it this fast, you'll notice the mind plays these tricks on us, right? It's like, I need it, I need it now, I need it this way, I need it this fast. The impatience of the mind is something else. And I get them to tune in, to pay attention and recognize, ah, isn't it interesting? This is what your head's been telling you, you need you want. Is that what you really want? Let's go deeper. Let's go into the body. What is your body? Not the flesh, the superficial flesh. That's like this instant gratification, right? That's something to tune into as well. Like I want this, this bag of chips. Now I need to have sex right now. I need a drink right now. I need to decompress right now, right? That's the flesh. I want it. I want it now. It could be the mind, it could be the head. It could also just be an addictive response that we have trained into our bodies, into our life, where the body can't freaking relax unless it gets its fix. So what have been the desires of the flesh? Let's go deeper. What are the desires of your body in your bones, in your organs, deep, deep, deep in your cells? What is your body actually craving to experience more of openness, flow, ease, relaxation, right? Joy, energy, like tune in to the depth of the body. Then we go deeper into the heart, right? And we start uncovering, unearthing the desires of the heart. And there's many ways and tools and practices that I do this, but like 
Let's really go into the deep chamber of your heart. I call it the secret place. And let's discover what's in there. Again, not on the outer layers, the heart that just needs to feel good and happy and ah, soothe all the time. Because those are all the things you're using as a pacifier in your life. But the desires that are locked away, tucked away in the deep pockets of your heart, the seeds that were planted there, I believe by God long ago, that every once in a while you give a tiny bit of oxygen to, if that, you water them, but you don't really nourish. You don't give them attention. You don't give them energy. You don't give them love. And again, if you guys have, are listening and you're my clients, you know, we've been working on this. We keep watering those seeds in the heart. We keep nourishing those seeds. We keep giving more light, more oxygen, more space to discover what those seeds of desire get to grow into. But see, a lot of people I've talked to, a lot of men, women I work with have never even gone below the superficial level of tuning into what are the desires, the divine desires that are placed in the core of my inner man, inner woman, in my soul by the creator beyond the flesh, beyond the superficial, reactive, superficial need of the now, beyond what the mind and the programming of the world have told me that I need and want and desire. What is it? Deep, deep desires. And when we begin to tune into that, now we start to live. When we begin to give oxygen to that, now we start to live. When we begin to water and nourish that, now we start to live because we're honoring and we're recognizing what is deep within, what was put in there on purpose for a purpose. And when we decide to stop measuring, here's the second thing I did. Number one, I got clear on my desires. Number two, I stopped measuring. I literally said to myself, whatever the world tells me to do, I'm literally going to start to do the opposite. And I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm not measuring this stuff anymore. And I'm going to test this. I'm going to play with this. And so I stopped. I stopped measuring all the crap in my business. I stopped measuring men. I stopped measuring my, my then boyfriend, you know, my, my partner. And I just started tuning into more of the experience. How do I want to experience it? What is the process? How do I want this process to feel, to go, right? How do I want to show up today? And, um, here's what's interesting. I set intentions. I set a direction. And I began to just trust and move towards the flow instead of focus on the resistance. I'm going to do another podcast on that. But I began to move towards the flow instead of seeing and focusing on the resistance, on the rock in front of me. And so, you know, today, I don't measure anything. I set zero goals. I'm just going to say this to you guys, you know, like I set zero goals and I've had a lot of coaches. I've I still see this out there. And I think that there is a time and place and season in our life where goals are good for a little bit, right? They give us uh, some focus, but there comes a time where I believe, and again, this is just my own experience, where setting goals is actually really detrimental, contractive, limiting, gets in the way. For me, I measure very little. And when I do it simply to check in and go, okay, how am I, let me tune into this. Am I on path, off path, am I in alignment, out of alignment? I do energetic alignments. I do recalibrations around my energy, how ex expansive or spacious I feel, right? How open I am. I got rid of my spreadsheets, got rid of the constant micromanaging, got rid of all the measuring sticks. And like I said, I just tune in to energy. I tune into spaciousness. I tune into joy. I tune into trust. I tune into intimacy. Instead of setting goals, I simply now 
record evidence. Okay, so a goal is like, I'm here, I wanna be there, here's the gap between me and that thing. Let's make it specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time-oriented. Every single one of those things I'm like, besides the specific, I think the what is really important. Every single one of those other things I'm like, I actually fundamentally disagree with all of them. I don't want it to be measurable because I'm open to having more than I could imagine possible. I don't want it to be timely. Whose timeline? My timeline? I believe that I play in supernatural timelines. God can deliver something right now today in the most unexpected ways, or I may have to wait until I'm ready to receive because I could receive it now on my timeline if I push, but I won't know how to sustain it and to hold space for it to multiply and thrive, right? So if you think about a huge drop of money, a new business endeavor, a relationship dropping into your lap, you know, we can receive on our own timelines, we can force timelines. But what I have found from my own experience is mm, I miss out, I miss out on the gold, because there's a whole other timeline that of the spirit that of the supernatural that delivers in perfect timing and perfect order. So I choose to play in that space. Right? So Instead of making goals, I just move in the direction of inspiration. I move in the direction of flow. I move in the direction of expansion and energy opening up. And along the way, I begin to record evidence. So I'm like, okay, what evidence do I have that, you know, things are working in my favor, things are showing up, things are multiplying, that love is multiplying around me. What evidence do I have that God is moving and working things in my life in the most unexpected way? What evidence do I have of intimacy? What evidence do I have of prosperity in my life and abundance? And I'm opening my eyes and my body and my spirit and my ears to begin to tune into it and notice it everywhere. And you know what happens? What we appreciate appreciates. What we appreciate begins to multiply. I love recording evidence instead of setting goals. It's one of the, the, the very tactical, practical things that transforms everything. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm sitting here as I record this podcast, I'm surrounded by about 10 journals that I've written in. I've written in over time. And one of my practices is to record the evidence, record evidence in my life of many things. And now I'm about to embark on the process of writing my first book, which is coming out of all of this evidence that I have recorded over the past few years. And the beautiful thing is, again, I don't have to figure out how to write the book. I don't have to measure everything. It's already written. My role is simply to put it together, <laughs> right? To give it a channel to flow through. I mean, it's so fun to create like this, you guys. I mean, I can't even begin to say, but um, so I want to just tap into this today. I make very few, if any, plans. I make very few, if any, plans. Those, those of you who've worked with me, my husband, my kids, they know they're like, don't ask her where or when, because you never know. Like I, I move in a general direction, right? I, I let people know if I'm very clear, I'll be here. This is what's happening. But I really move in step with the spirit. I make very little plans. Because again, one of the bullshit things I hear out there in the world is failure to plan is planning to fail, right? Or you're planning to fail. And I'm like, I laugh at this. And there was a time, again, I'm going to say, there was a time in my life, there was a season where that was true. I was too loose. I had no structure. I, I didn't really know myself. I was too influenced by every 
external, you know, <laughs> guru and expert and things. So I, I needed to plan and have structure in my life to keep me moving in a certain direction. But there comes a moment, a point where that no longer works and plans actually become very constricting, almost like they were choking me. Freedom is one of my core signature, you know, core signatures. I think it's all of us as humanity, divine beings is like we are designed for freedom of heart. We all have our own definition of what that means. But I laugh at this idea that I got to make plans because every time I look back at my journal, I'm like, I made these plans. I mean, I'm telling you, I wrote those goals down. I made those plans. It's like God had something completely different in store for me. <laughs> it was never about the actual thing that I wrote down. There was something much deeper that I, my heart, my soul was pursuing and my mind and my flesh had tricked me into thinking these external goals, these external timelines were things that I wanted and needed to have. And so when I began to say, I laugh at this idea that I, I set the goals, I set the timelines, I make the plans. I'm like, I just, I'm here as a vessel and a channel to keep opening and allowing more life to flow through me. I'm here to like follow the plans in the, of this spirit. And I could choose so many paths, right? So yes, I get clear about what I desire. And yes, I consciously select and opt in to saying, I get to experience that and I get to experience that. But it's not like, here's where I'm going, here's how, here's the roadmap. I'm literally getting clear on the what. I'm tuning into the experience I get to have. The plans are up to God. The how is up to the, you know, universal support and structure. And yes, people come into my life. And yes, I hire people to support me. And yes, we, there is structure so that the flow happens. But what I know is that we have our plans. God has his plans. There is superficial timing, forced timing, and there is divine timing. There is forced orchestration and there is divine orchestration. So today I have a loose plan. I have a direction, right? A very clear direction. I have a very clear picture in my mind, a very clear feeling and knowing in my body of the experience. I have a loose idea or plan of how I'm, you know, where I'm going to go, but I'm really open. There's a lot of room for shaping and redirecting. And I believe that this is like pure co-creation, right? Where it's like, he leads, I follow. We're dancing together. We're in this dance, right? The spirit leads, I follow. I, I feel a step is out of alignment. I'm forcing a little too much. I pull back, right? I turn, I pivot, I move. And again, I'm learning. I'm learning to dance. This requires an incredible amount of trust, an incredible amount of trust, inner trust in your spirit, in your heart, in God, in the spirit to lead you in the masculine and the feminine in each other it requires trust in divine timing and divine order right it requires a whole other level deeper level of trust i would say like if you want to go to the quote next level you're actually just going deeper and wider you're opening more up so more can flow through you I want to finish with this, you know, last, the last piece here is today. I laugh at the idea of finding balance in my life. I was in the airport yesterday. Some guy, you know, was there in the sky club with me and he was telling me about how stressed out he was, how he's like full throttle, all in, has no balance in his life. Maybe his wife is going to divorce him because he's never home and all this stuff. And, um, it's a story. It's a familiar story 
right? And this pressure that we have to find this balance, we have to find or create balance in our life. And again, today, I just, that's another concept I released. I don't measure, I don't make plans, I don't set goals, I don't try to get balance. Like the idea of it alone, think about that. Balance right away puts an image of a scale into my mind. And all of these things are competing, weighing against each other right? They're weighing against each other. It's this or that, or a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. And so to me, the energy of this already is that of scarcity, that of competition, that of, you know, working against each other instead of for each other and trying to cram too much into a container that's not created to hold it. I'm going to say that again. We're trying to push and cram too many things that are competing for our attention into a container that is not yet able, does not have the capacity to hold it. So it's like a cable wiring that you can only push so much through and we're, we're trying to find balance. Instead, I invite us to open the container, to train ourselves to be able to hold space for more, to open our capacity, to allow more to flow through us. And this takes a lot of training because what we're actually doing is we're learning how to hold so much energy, so much power in our bodies and move it through our bodies and move it through our mouth and move it through our hearts and move it through our minds. And we're just, again, the vessel and the channel that is holding the space and we gotta stay anchored. I hope that this language resonates. So today, there's no such thing as balance. There's harmony. There's harmony. I consciously select to honor the seasons. I know very well that there are seasons. I did a podcast on this, honoring the seasons. I'm going to link it below in the show notes. Today, I consciously recognize that there are seasons and there is timing and there is order of things. And when I tune into that, the work today is simply about living in harmony with the seasons, with the timing, with the order, where everything in my life is there to support the other. There's no competition. There's just pure collaboration. Again, everything is feeding everything else. When I'm there, I'm fully present with the thing. As I move and shift into the next thing, I'm fully present on that. And I bring all of myself into that space. So... I'm not everywhere at the same time. I'm absolutely not trying to balance anything. I can hold space for all of the things, but I'm bringing all of my awareness into each individual experience so I can channel more energy, more flow, more love, right into the thing that I'm doing. So you guys, this is this is beautiful. There are there are times of course where the old success system, the old blueprints kick in, right? I want to play tricks on me and I know when I get there because right away, right away I feel contraction. I feel like I'm moving against a force, like I have this image of a river, right? And it's, it feels like I'm, I'm forcing things, I'm running up against roadblocks and resistance and roadblocks instead of flowing towards something. And so this usually happens when I'm malnourished, I haven't been eating well, right? I've been traveling a lot, maybe eating things on the road, switching time zones. I switch time zones a lot, so I got to be really conscious of keeping my eating schedule, right? My sleep schedule, when my eating schedule is off, my sleep schedule is off, my movement practices shift, boom, right away I can feel that old, I, there's like an energetic drop, my capacity contracts, I lose clarity, 
and the old systems kick in. So that to me is a perfect feedback mechanism to say, okay, I need a recalibration, <laughs> right? I'm operating on old fuel. I'm running an old system. Everything is like duh, 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 spinning wheels, pausing, not starting up fast, not moving efficiently. So it's, it, it is a massive signal for me to, whoa, pause, pull back, take a deep breath. Let me become the observer of what's actually going on. Let me disconnect and like disentangle myself from all of this chaos. And let me just pay attention for a moment and recognize what feels hard, hard, where am I forcing? What feels contracted? Is this an outdated system? If it is, am I falling into measuring things again? Am I falling into the trap of measuring things as the quality of my life to measure the quality of my life? And let me do some micro recalibrations to get back on track fast. The beautiful thing here, like this is so awesome, which I love is that these micro recalibration, these 1% shifts create like a thousand percent X return because they begin to like open up the flow so fast. These micro readjustments of our energy, of, of us opening ourselves up just a little bit, man, they exponentially allow so much more to flow in my, our life. So my loves, if you have been sitting here today over the last season of life and you have been measuring, you've had a measuring stick, you know, against yourself, against the women in your life, the men in your life, you've been measuring intimacy about how many times a week you're having sex or, you know, how much money's in your bank account. You've been measuring abundance, you know, by how much you produce, you produce, you be the source, you know, that's not an abundant state of being how much you produce because you're just one micro part of a massive ecosystem instead of being tuned into all the production and all the fruit and all of the flourishing that's happening around you i'm using a lot of this feminine language because a lot of these old systems are very hyper um, masculine wounded masculine energy based you know, so as I speak and I'm, I'm softening, I'm opening up so that you can tune in to a completely different energetic state. So I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for being here. You know, I want to always, I love, I love the word. I love to share things from the word. But in Matthew 6, 21, we, we read, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your treasure is physical things of the, of the world, your heart is going to be there. It's going to feel superficial. It's going to feel shallow. It's going to feel numb, closed off. It's going to be very reactive. If the stuff is there for you, you'll be elated. You'll be happy. You'll be open. You'll be feeling the love. The minute the thing leaves, you'll feel contracted and disconnected from the love and you'll feel like a worthless piece of whatever. Wherever your treasure is, whatever you have made your treasure, owns your heart, owns your soul. And so today I invite you to consider, man, what is it that I truly desire in the depths of my heart? What do I want to experience more of? Let me begin to shift my focus and my gaze. And what do I get to stop measuring effective immediately? While we look at the things not which are seen, but the things which are unseen, right? We got to look at the things that are unseen to the physical eyes 
Because the things we see with our physical eyes are temporal, but the things that we cannot see with our physical eyes, but we tune into with our spiritual eyes, with our knowing, with our emotional bodies, these things are eternal. Love is eternal. There's no timeline on it. There's no amount of love. You know, I always say there's more than enough for all of the children. We've got six kids between my husband and I. There's more than enough for all of our clients, all of the programs, all of the projects. There's more than enough time, resources, love. There's more than enough joy. There's more than enough adventure out there. There's more than enough of everything you want to experience. If you're willing to shift your operating system, to shift your gaze, to let go of the old ways of doing that are so archaic right now. I think we're really being called for a conscious and strategic upgrade in how we look at things, what we measure, and the value we place on things. So I'm going to finish where I started by leaving you with this quote. My loves, the great paradox is that a life worth living is measured by all the things you can never measure in traditional ways. A life worth living is measured by the unmeasurable. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. You guys make sure that you check out the links in the show notes for free workshop um, that I'm running right now, Three Keys to Extraordinary Love and Relationship. If you want to reach out, there's a readiness factor assessment down there. You guys can go in there and see how positioned and ready you are to say yes to this new way of being, right? There's opportunities to join our upcoming coaching and mentorship programs, the initiation, the journey from head to heart. But right now, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this space. I am so grateful to be able to just share these words from my heart. If you enjoy the show, please um, pass this along to someone. Send the link to somebody right now. And if you haven't done so, take a minute to leave a review on Apple Music because this truly does help us reach more people with the message. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously, and living a life worth living. Let's go get it. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.